Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This will be for Numbers chapter 30. And Moses spake unto the heads of the tribes concerning the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word, he shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. If a woman also vow a vow unto the Lord, and bind herself by a bond, being in her father's house in her youth, and her father hear her vow, and her bond or pledge, wherewith she hath bound her soul, and her father shall hold his peace at her, then all her vows shall stand, and every bond wherewith she hath bound her soul shall stand. But if her father disallow her in the day that he heareth, not any of her vows or of her bonds, wherewith she hath bound her soul, shall stand, and the Lord shall forgive her, because her father disallowed her. And if she had at all an husband, when she vowed or uttered aught out of her lips, wherewith she bound her soul, and her husband heard it, and held his peace at her in the day that he heard it, then her vows shall stand, and her bonds wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. But if her husband disallowed her on the day that he heard it, then he shall make her vow which he vowed, that which she uttered with her lips, wherewith she bound her soul of none effect, and the Lord shall forgive her. But every vow of a widow and of her that is divorced, wherewith they have bound their souls, shall stand against her. And if she vowed in her husband's house, or bound her soul by a bond with an oath, and her husband heard it, and held his peace at her, and disallowed her not, then all her vows shall stand, and every bond wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. But if her husband hath utterly made them void on the day he heard them, then whatsoever proceeded out of her lips concerning her vows, or concerning the bond of her soul, shall not stand. Her husband hath made them void, and the Lord shall forgive her. Every vow and every binding oath to afflict the soul, her husband may establish it, or her husband may make it void. But if her husband altogether hold his peace at her from day to day, then he establisheth all her vows, or all her bonds, which are upon her, he confirmeth them, because he held his peace at her in the day that he heard them. But if he shall any ways make them void after that he hath heard them, then he shall bear her iniquity. These are the statutes which the Lord commanded Moses between a man and his wife, between the father and his daughter being yet in her youth in her father's house. The making of a covenant with the Lord was a very serious act in ancient Israel. This chapter in Numbers discusses the force and strength of one's vows before the Lord. Particularly, it sets forth the relationship between man and woman when a vow or covenant is concerned. Four special instances are discussed. The first case is that of a woman in her youth while still unmarried and living in her father's house. If she made a vow of performance or abstinence and her father heard of it and remained silent, it was to stand, i.e. to remain in force. But if her father held her back when he heard of it, forbade her fulfilling it, it was not to stand or remain in force and Jehovah would forgive her because of her father's refusal. Obedience to a father stood higher than a self-imposed religious service. The second case was that of a vow of performance or abstinence made by a woman before her marriage and brought along with her upon herself into her marriage. In such a case, her husband had to decide as to its validity in the same way as the father before her marriage. In the day when he heard of it, he could hold his hold back his wife or dissolve her uh, 
dissolve her vow, but if he did not do this at once, he could not hinder its fulfillment afterwards. The third case was that of a vow made by a widow or divorced woman. Such a vow was had full force because the woman was not dependent upon a husband. The fourth case was that of a vow made by a wife in her married state. Such a vow was to remain in force if her husband remained silent when he heard of it and did not restrain her. On the other hand, it was to have no force if her husband dissolved it at once. Uh, and that was just out of a Bible commentary by Keel and Delitch. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.